0: Coming to you live from the Morning Star Mission sponsored studios. This is Carl and Crew Mornings on ninety point one FM Moody Radio.
1: All right, guys, got a great day going here. Uh, we've, well, I, I don't know if we had atmospheric conditions or what was going I, on here this it morning. It could be.
2: There's, yeah, they're still kind of going on a little bit, but engineers are doing a great job.
1: They're working it out. Yeah. We're getting the bugs out. So if you hear a little glitching now and then, pray. That would be great. We love you guys. We've got an amazing morning going here. I don't even know how to describe what God's doing here, Allie.
2: It's only God.
1: Yeah. It's that good. You're gonna want to be here, Boom Crew, in this hour. We got a lot going on. I just want to humbly offer up something for prayer here today. Do you believe in the power of prayer? Do you, Boom Crew? Have you seen God move mountains that were unmovable by man? Have you seen God split seas? Have you seen God get victory over enemy forces, forces of darkness? If you've tasted that, and it might have been years ago, I'm asking you to taste it again. Yep. I'm asking you to take a front row seat for share. God laid a heavy thing on my heart here about three days ago. We normally have 60 to 70 folks in a fall share. And by the way, there is nothing that invites spiritual warfare like asking for ministry dollars. Because Satan doesn't want anyone reaching for their wallet to be funding gospel. He hates it. He hates it. He hates it. But I am believing God for 300 folks this year that are new to the crew new to the crew, never given before to Moody Radio, but you feel like, man, this is something God wants me to do. You just heard a story if you were listening this last hour. I mean, that's reason enough to say, let's keep this message cooking. Yeah. And I don't use that in a manipulative way at all, just straightforward way. Let's keep stories of life change cooking here. So I want to ask you, yes, some of you I'm asking right now, would you be Part of that answer prayer of 300 people who step up and say, you know what, I'm jumping in. I'm getting off that spectator row, and I'm coming to the front row, and I'm getting involved. But more than anything, we need prayers who are going to be asking God to raise up a fresh wave of new supporters for what we're doing here at Moody Radio. I love you faithful people that hang in strong all the time. Every year you come in like clockwork. You love the joy of what God is doing here, and praise God for every one of you. But we've got some slots available here for prayers, probably around 200. And I'm asking you to be a part of this effort. Half-hour prayer slot. You can pray wherever you are.
2: Yeah, you do not have to come to campus. You can do a prayer walk, a prayer drive, prayer closet. You pick. We'll send you some prayer points, a video early in the morning on your day uh, so that you kind of know what's going on and how to pray specifically. If you want to be a part of our prayer crew, we would so love it. Just yeah. text the word CREW, C-R-E-W, to 312-274-9624. Just text the word CREW to 312 274 Nine six two four. And when you get that link, scroll down because there's a lot. A lot of times it fills up from the top, and people go, "Oh, it's full." Keep no, scrolling. Keep scrolling. But some of the m- most wide open days are towards the back half of the week. So if you're able to sign up for those uh, specifically, that'd be awesome. Text crude three one two two seven four nine six two four.
1: If you see full, you need to stop and praise God. That's ten people in there that committed to praying together for a half an hour and it, praying together in spirit. All over Chicago land, and we ask you to be a part of this.
2: And just on the coattail there of Allie, we don't need to fill it up in order as well. So if you see full, full, and it's like, oh, I have to go to the next one. No, no, you can go all the way to Friday
3: if you want.
1: Go to Saturday. Yeah, go to Saturday. Saturday morning. Yeah. We got a couple mm-hmm. couple hours, so four slots for prayer on Saturday morning as well. Thank you. Ahead of time. Just text the word CREW right now. I'd love to see these slots get filled up this morning. Would you do this? I want to invite you in to taste and see that God is good. Come on, let's go. Taste and see that God is good. Text crew to 312-274-9624. Come on in. We understand and believe. And you know, I'm like you. I want to make a confession here. Can I be lulled to sleep by the prince and power of the air with a deep, dark deception that maybe prayer doesn't matter. Oh, I'm in that battle all the time. I'm in that battle all the time. And it never manifests itself as prayer doesn't matter. It manifests itself of the hurries of this world. Yeah. Make us pick up things by our own strength. Yep. Distractions of all kinds. Yep. Grab a half an hour and let's taste and see that God is good. Allie and I are going to shoot a video every morning early so that when you get up, you're going to get an alert and you're going to get a little video from us saying, here's the information. That's what the Spirit of God's saying to us this morning. Now with that information, let's go into intercession. Text the word crew right now to 312-274-9624, 312-274-9624, coming up. Sometimes you work with people around here and you know that they've been redeemed by God because you see him and you know, they just radiate Jesus. And then you hear their backstory and you go, Oh, sure enough. You're a result of the power of God at work in lives. Sure enough. <laughs> Boy, we got a story for you. Some call her Ken's. I call her Mac attack straight ahead. Helping you start your day off. Right. This is Carl and Crew Mornings. Take it away, Allie.
2: Yeah, we want to bring you in a special guest this morning. This is a Freedom Friday testimony that really caps off what we've been talking about uh, freedom from lots of different things, freedom from deception, freedom from demonic influence. Uh, Ken's Weatherford, she works with us, new to the team. She's over our promotions and social media here at WMBI. Ken's, you grew up in a Christian. Home, your story is very familiar to many. Tell us a little bit about your family of origin, your upbringing.
4: Yeah, absolutely. I I grew up in Idaho, and I went to a private Christian school growing up, and I was also blessed to go to a private Christian college. Uh, So a lot of time in prayer, praying to God, and knowing that when I pray to God, things in my life change.
1: Something happened that a lot of people would hear your story, and they'd wonder, how can a born-again person go there? Mm-hmm. Where is there and what happened to precipitate this huge derailment in your life yeah. where Satan was trying to take you out? What was what happened?
4: Yeah, absolutely. So when I uh went out of the the Christian bubble that I had grown up in mm-hmm. and was spending time with people that were that were non-believers, I uh found that I had more questions and I didn't have a church or a community that I could bounce my questions off of, and You're I alone. stopped reading the Bible. I was I was alone, and I felt myself uh, derailing and asking questions. And I particularly turned to astrology, actually, and found myself going into a really deep hole in that.
1: So it started with astrology. Are you now? Catch me up on this. You talking about the sign and using the signs to begin to kind of read your mail and where life was going to go.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The biggest turning point for me, I had a three-year relationship. And when that relationship ended, I was already interested in personality tests. And I was like, okay, I just got introduced to astrology. I'm going to go on a deep dive. And I want to understand the personality of the person that I'm going to marry someday and what my personality is. And so I never make the mistake of getting my heart broken again. Did, you,
1: did you know you were bucking God at this point? Did you, or, or as you look back, did you know, man, I, I'm really going against God here?
4: I really felt a lot of shame and a lot of, I don't really want to read my Bible. I had a feeling that if I read my Bible, it was going to tell me specifically I was doing something wrong. And so I felt very, very cringy with it yeah yeah
2: so then the astrology was kind of the entry point but it didn't stop there you started Mm -mm. to delve deeper and deeper into darkness what did that what did that look like
4: yeah absolutely so that looked like as i started learning more about astrology i started to um learn about uh manifesting and asking for things and getting things from the universe. And so I started removing the identity of God and renaming God as the universe Mm -hmm. and keeping him very, very vague. And as I went through astrology, I started to write letters to the planets and I started to actually pray to the planets, hoping that they would give me something. And Looking at the Bible now, that is so unbiblical. We do not worship the sun, the moon, and the stars. That God. does not have the answers for us. Yeah. Uh, but I was not willing to look at my Bible.
1: Where did it go from there?
4: Um, from there, I started to see things spiritually that I had not seen
1: before. Manifestations. So you were praying for manifestation. Yeah. And you got it.
4: That's exactly what happened. Yes. So the
1: prince in power of the air was here in your voice. What transpired?
4: So for me, what happened was as I started uh, praying these vague, these vague prayers for something, I saw something in my apartment uh, in a couple of months after that happened. And I was so scared that I didn't turn to the Bible. I turned to a friend that was also practicing spiritual Things And I asked her, I went deeper. I went deeper.
1: Did that image manifest itself in something that you now look back and go, that was a physical manifestation of a very real spiritual being? Yes, absolutely. A demonic force.
2: It
4: was a demonic force that had manifested itself.
2: Ken's Weatherford I know you're going this is this this may be familiar to you or someone you know there is a a renewed interest in this kind of thing coming up all of this came to a head September 18th 2022 1 year ago what happened more from our Freedom Friday guest Ken's Weatherford coming up
0: going from believers of Jesus to followers of Jesus you're listening to curling crew mornings
1: Scarlet Crew Mornings here, and we're in the middle of a story with one of our favorite people that we've ever met. Her nickname is Ken's Mackenzie Weatherford. I call her Mack Attack. And she is a tremendous woman of God. Let's pick it up where we were here. Yeah.
2: So Ken's story grew up in a Christian family and Christian bubble, as she put it, all the way through college, Christian college. And then she started to want to know more about her personality, started with astrology, started to associate with other people who were practicing spiritual things that weren't of God. Uh, this got even worse before it got better. Tell us about it.
4: Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, so when I started to ask for things and and wanting to, to see something, um, I started to see a demonic spirit in my apartment and it absolutely terrified me. I'm and sure it instead of praying to Jesus, as I've done as a little kid, and that would take away all of my nightmares Uh, I turned to a friend and I asked her who is practicing spiritual things. um, She proclaims as a water high priestess. So I asked her, uh, hey, it seems to me that, you know, a lot about spirits. So what should I do if I see something in my apartment that doesn't feel good? And she said to me, well, is it a nice spirit or a mean spirit? And I was like. Definitely doesn't feel good. That does not. Feel nice and she's like okay well first you kindly ask it to leave and if that doesn't work you tell it to go and if that still doesn't work go and get protection and if we think about scripture in the name of Jesus we tell things to go and they flee yep Right, I was not doing that in the name of Jesus. It's
1: what, what's interesting here, Ken's, is that this this has a huge hint of truth, mm-hmm. but with a twist at the end that makes it a lie. Absolutely, because we're called to renounce darkness. Yes, but you are doing it not in the name of Jesus, no. but in the name of Ken's. Absolutely. Okay, Absolutely. keep going.
4: Yeah, and I can't save myself—not for a second. And so, uh, for protection, she sh- she told me different stones, different crystals I could get, different. Uh, Things in general. And so I picked out something that's called an evil eye. So I got an evil eye ring and I wore that ring 24-7. And that was supposed to send evil away from me. And the idea of it is that if evil comes to you, it sends evil back. But as Christians, we don't believe returning evil
2: for yeah. evil. Yeah. No. So you started to see other things. Yeah. Also, this explain. You started to be able to see energy and... Yeah
4: other Absolutely. Absolutely. I felt so sensitive when I would walk into different rooms and I would describe it as very heavy on my body and very heavy in the rooms that I walked in. And other people that practice spiritual modalities, they understood. And they were like, oh, yeah, you know, there's light and dark. And we would just kind of start keeping it like that. Right. We hear those words in scripture, but this just started to make it vague, very, very vague what feels heavy, what feels dark. And as I would walk into rooms, I would notice what felt really heavy, what felt really dark, and then also rooms that felt light. But I started to see that less and less.
1: What was happening inside you? Mm -hmm. What was going on?
4: Yeah, absolutely. So for me, I uh, started to just pay attention to what my body was telling me. And I started to wonder, okay, well, I'm noticing this hurt and this pain all around me, and I want to help other people. So let me start doing readings for other people. I think that if I help other people, that will be good, and it will also help myself.
1: Tarot cards?
4: Yes. So I made a pivot and started using tarot cards and started going deeper and deeper with that. Uh, reading fortunes for people, which is also unbiblical. It's throughout Leviticus and Deuteronomy to not tell the future.
1: This got dark. Yeah, 100%. You're such a tender girl. This must have ravaged your soul.
4: Yeah. I uh, felt a lot of the pain and the hurt in other people, and it felt so much like my own pain and hurt. And so I kept leaning into it more and more. And I thought that surrendering more and more to this darkness was going to help me, not even knowing that it was was darkness at the time because I would just start making it more vague where I'm like the universe. And then I would start praying to Jupiter for abundance in my finances when my finances were slipping away and I'd be buying more and more tarot cards and crystals for money um, to gain me money, right? Thinking of attraction, but it didn't, it didn't bring me money. Mm-hmm.
1: There came a day, Kins, when... Mm-hmm all that broke, what led to the breaking and ultimate freedom that caused you to throw out, what, $1,000 worth of Black Magic products?
4: Absolutely. Praise God. Uh, Thank you, Lord. I went to, I started going to church for about four months. And at my church, we did a a belief series class. And uh, that was our second session. It was freedom. And somebody prayed for me at the beginning of the day. They laid their hands on me in prayer. And something shifted in no way that I could verbally or mentally describe. I was without words. Hmm. And when I went home and I was in that apartment with black magic and I could see things swirling around me, I felt like a bubble of protection around me, which Amazing. is not a bubble of light, right? Because that's right. that is also talked about in evil things. It wasn't like that. It was like, oh wow, there there is God. And I am safe from these dark things. And I felt so overwhelmed. I felt so overwhelmed with anger that I just started packing up all my tarot cards and all of my crystals. And before I knew what I was doing, it then hit. I was like, oh, I'm changing my life for God. Oh. It didn't even make sense. But I changed my life for God. And it was through prayer deliverance.
1: This must have been a fall to the knees moment. Yeah. This must have been a, a tears uh, joy. Yeah. What happened to the darkness?
4: So the darkness, all of that week, when I pivoted, I could still see dark things trying to follow me and come after me. And I had felt scared because I had partnered with those things and knew the power of those things. However, God is mightier and God is bigger and he is greater
2: than any enemy. Did you find yourself going back to the word of God now that all of a sudden you realized where the true power lie? <laughs> yes, absolutely.
4: I The verse that I had thought of that whole week was Psalm one nineteen one oh five. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and Oof. a light unto my
1: path. path.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Ken, your story is epic. Yeah. On the other side of a quick break here, we're going to get back with Kens because I what I want to do is help people understand the victory over darkness. Yes. Understand it fully. Yeah. And I think your story, Kens, is more relevant than a lot of us might imagine in the evangelical world. There's a lot of people dabbling with darkness. Yeah. The problem is you don't dabble with darkness Mm -mm. because it will get its clutches into you. Yeah. What a testimony. So where do you go from here? How do you help someone who's into astrology and tarot card reading and calling upon spirits? And guys, this can begin very innocently. People that are not connected with the body of Christ and not connected with the word of God can begin praying prayers that are wholly unbiblical and without even knowing it, that's your story, isn't it, Ken? Without even knowing it, calling yeah. evil into your life.
4: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So where do you go from here? What's the hope? What do we need to be anchored in? And I've got a special question for you as well. I'm going to hold on to that one. It's coming up straight ahead boom crew celebrate what god is doing in you this is carl and crew mornings Uh, picking up our story here with kins Mackenzie weatherford is her full name i call her mac attack because boy is she (laughs) taking on forces of darkness see i called that god gave me that rightly you are the (laughs) mac attack girl
4: (laughs) he is so good
1: Uh, Quite a story. Give us the flyby here, Allie, and then I'm going to take it forward here.
2: Yeah, Ken's Weatherford, she shared that she grew up in a Christian home, Christian family, Christian school, Christian college. But then she started to stray. She wanted to know more about her personality, what her future might hold. So it started with astrology, and then it led to trying to manifest and praying to the universe and to different planets, and then protection from an evil eye. And with each step, she kept grasping for more, thinking maybe crystals, maybe this will be the thing that finally sets me free from this heaviness, this darkness. She got deeper and deeper into it until she finally had someone ended up in a church. Someone prayed over her, and that started to be broken off of her. Said, I can't even put into words what happened that day, but I knew all of a sudden the protection that I had was from God. I didn't have to fear the darkness anymore.
1: So many lessons in this, Allie, in Ken's. One is laying hands on people at church and praying for them yeah. is an important thing, isn't it? Yeah. More important than we might ever imagine, Kenzie.
4: Yeah, absolutely. And Christians praying for that, that it's, that it's God working.
1: Yeah. yeah. To someone out there, and sadly many Christians who have neglected the body of Christ and neglected the word of God, If this isn't proof positive that we need the body of Christ and the word of God, Mm -hmm. then we can't convince you. This is evidence exhibit A. But to those that are dabbling in reading horoscopes, Mm -hmm. I know there are Christians that probably come to 180 Chicago on a weekend. I mean, they're everywhere who are because everybody wants the transcendent. Everybody wants that. Now, how we go after it, there's only one way, according to Jesus. But the other options are deadly. What do you say to someone who's just kind of reading horoscopes?
4: I would say that only God knows our future in absolute certainty. And I would encourage reading the word and understanding that where truth comes from is from God. And the source of that future, Mm -hmm. it really is important to distinguish. What is the source? Is it God that's giving you instruction or is it the stars that you can tell into the future? And I want to say that darkness can imitate God and can twist, Ooh. can twist so clearly. We think of in the the story of Exodus where the magicians underneath Pharaoh were able to imitate some of the plagues that they God sure was did. doing. But the truth is, is that ultimate power and victory is from God and
2: God alone. You know, Kens, a couple things in your uh, story, the manifesting, I'm hearing a lot about young people kind of wanting to manifest certain things yeah. in their future. There's a, there is a craving for spiritual things. And you mentioned that there was a person that you went to who seemed so confident and knowledgeable. Yeah. How susceptible are young people who... To false teachers, false prophets, this kind of darkness from somebody who seems really confident, like they've figured something out. You, we see this a lot. Yeah, absolutely. I I would say that
4: there really needs to be an involvement of scripture yes. because if I had brought in the scripture when my friend gave me that advice to use an evil eye ring, if I looked in scripture, I would know that Mark three twenty five, Jesus says. If a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. Mm. So if I knew that using an evil eye is darkness to defend me from the kingdom of darkness, that, that is not going to work. It's wow. divided. It's divided. It's divided.
1: I want to ask you this. Mm. Are you, have you come here today and you're willing to say, I've been seeking counsel, advice, insights, manifestations, I've been dabbling on the dark side, and maybe you didn't even know it until now. Horoscopes, tarot cards, praying to the universe, whatever it is, Ouija boards, you want prayer? We're going to pray for you. We're going to let Ken's pray over you. God brought you here for a reason this morning. Muster the courage right now. Say, that's me to 312-274-9624. And we'll see that number. We're not even going to call it out, but we're going to acknowledge, yep, there's someone out there that needs deliverance today and freedom.
2: Ken's, how has the Lord allowed you to continue to walk in freedom and in victory from this stuff?
4: Yeah, um, he has given me grace upon grace and uh rest when i turn to him uh i think of deep calls to deep i i can really rest in him
1: coming up here we're going to pray for you we've got a lot of people texting in here guys kenzie's crying <laughs> it's a great thing
0: isn't it ken's
4: yeah praise god
0: Find us on social media. Just search Carl and Crew Mornings on Facebook and Instagram.
1: Well, you never know when we put these out there just how many people are going to respond to this. I am going to go through and just from the bottom to the top, I'm just going to read the responses. We've got Ken's in here. Ken's Weatherford McKenzie. That's what her mom and dad called her. I call her Mac attack. And she is on the front lines. and God is using her. That's me, my co-worker. That's me, many exclamations points. That's my daughter. I'm fighting for her. That's me. That's me. All three of my kids. That's me with the evil eye bracelet. That's me. A family name mentioned here. That's my friends, too. That's my daughter. My daughter gave a name. We see my daughter, my daughter. That's my son. That's my daughter. That's me. That's me. My upbringing, my lingering past. That's me, teen daughter. That's me. That's my son. My daughter. That's my daughter. That's my wife. My pastor's wife. That's my granddaughter. That's my daughter-in-law. That's my adult daughter's. That's my niece. It's my three adult children. That's two of my friends. Cans, let's pray for victory over the darkness right now. Will you lead us?
4: Absolutely. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you now in in praise. Father, yeah. thank you. Thank you for revelation. Thank you for insight. Yes. And God, we lift up all all of these all of these people to you today, those that said it, those that didn't. Father, and we pray right now. For your outstretched hand, you hem me in from before and you hem me in from behind. You hold me in your right hand. Father, I I pray a blessing upon them and I pray for victory over darkness. I pray for freedom upon these individuals. And God, I pray for your grace and peace and assurance that as they repent and turn to you, they feel your peace and safety. God, that is really only in you. Oh, God. Amen.
1: And Lord, I just want to thank you for Ken's. I thank you for her story. Yes. I thank you for the hope that just is pouring out of her. What an amazing thing, God, that we can talk of such things with such hope. What an amazing thing. A hope that this world does not know. And I pray, O mighty Savior of the universe, you who created all things, you who are redeeming and calling people to yourself moment by moment across this globe. Oh, God, move in power. Set captives free. Let those who have been reading horoscopes into tarot cards, Ouija boards, speaking out to forces that they maybe unwittingly know are forces of darkness, God, give them a community of believers, yes. a community of those that love them yeah. well. And, oh, Father, set captives free by the power of your word. We have been given the biggest scream and why, why to be in the word of God that we could possibly hear in many months. So Lord, activate us all, awaken the sleeper, awaken us all to a renewed vigor, to be in your word and to have the word in us, the truth that sets us free. I thank you and I praise you in the mighty name of Jesus, name above all names we pray. Amen.
2: Amen.
1: Amen. Big day today here. And this Freedom Friday, big day, big day.
4: I want to really emphasize, too, about the importance of having a Christian community to build you up. Because when I moved out of the apartment I was living in, um, about over half my small group showed up and just helped me. They just dropped everything. Mm-hmm. And I didn't ask them. They just did it. Wow.
1: The beauty of the body of Christ is amazing. Yeah. Okay, coming up, there's some of you that are locked up on one major thing. And you know what God wants to do? He wants to bring you from death to life. And we'll explain how straight
0: ahead. Going from believers of Jesus to followers of Jesus. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. Yeah,
1: this is really important. Let me give this to you right now, guys. There's some of you listening here today that you are captive to darkness and death to death. This is what Paul says to the Ephesian church about where they were without God. And then what happened is a holy moment for you right now for you. Listen to this Ephesians chapter two, verse one, and you were dead In your trespasses and sins, in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, that's Satan, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived, once lived in the passions of our flesh, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. Some of you are alive in the truest earthly sense, but in the spiritual sense, you're dead. And God wants to bring you spiritual life today. How? For by grace you can be saved through faith. Grace. That's God's power to do in you what you can't do in yourself. Are you there today saying, I I can't do this, Carl? I I can't do it. You might have listened to Kenzie's story this morning and God's got you here. This is an appointment God has with you because you can't do it. For by grace, You can be saved through faith, and this not of your own doing, it is a gift of God, so that no one may boast. You say, if it's a work of God, Carl, what do I do? It's an interesting question. But you know what it is? It's relinquishing control of your life. It's to stop striving in your own strength and to say, Jesus, I believe you came to this world that you are God, that you are the one that brings truth and illuminates what is in the dark. And God, I see I'm in the dark today. And it's for the first time in your life saying, I believe Jesus died for my sins. And I believe he rose from the dead. And today I'm not just saying I believe it, I'm repenting. I'm turning around from a broad path of destruction and I am walking the path of life with my Savior, Jesus. Today, I'm going his way. Today, I'm going his way. And if today is the day of your salvation, I want you to pray with me right now. Jesus, save me. I know I'm dead spiritually. I'm willing to admit it. I am dead spiritually. Tell him that. Bring me to life. Give me the life of the son of God. Do the great exchange. I give you my life. Swap it out. Take mine. Just give me Jesus. Just give me Jesus. Today, I turn around from the broad path that leads to destruction, and today, I walk the narrow path that leads to life. Today, I'm giving my life to the King of Kings, the Lord of all lords, the leader of all leaders, the one who can pull me from darkness and death into light and life. I give you my life. If that's you right now, and you know that God is at work in your life, bringing you new life in Jesus Christ today, I want you to respond actively. I want you to take your first step of faith with Jesus. I want you today to just text us a word, and we are going to send you an auto response that says, here, my friend, here's some first steps that you take in your newfound faith with Christ. Just text the word welcome right now, wherever you are, all across this world. I don't care what country you're in. I don't care what state you're in. I don't care if you're driving, get to the side of the road. I don't care how long you've been going to church. I don't care how far you think you've run from God. His hand has just called you in and home to himself. Just text the word welcome right now. Here's the number 312 Two seven four, nine six two four. 274 9624 come on, in just a moment, we'll celebrate with you, we'll shout out the last four numbers of your telephone number, come on, let's go, text the word welcome right now, welcome to 312-274-9624, just that one word, welcome, to 312-274-9624. God will call you out of darkness today and into the light of a relationship with Jesus Christ. We praise him. He is at work today. Welcome to the family, 7304. Welcome to the family, uh, 6267. Welcome to the family of God, 4557. Welcome to the family, 9813. Keep coming. Come on. Just as you are, come to Jesus right now. Come on. Today is a day when God is bringing you from death to life. 4481, 1651. Come on. Come on in. All around Chicagoland. All around the globe. All the states around the United States. God's calling your name, isn't he? Beautiful thing, isn't it? Just text the word WELCOME to 312-274-9624. A lot of first-time texts, 9474. Welcome to the family. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Learning to follow Jesus each and every day. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. All right, listen close what I'm going to share with you here, Boom Crew. Listen really close. There's a lot of you asking, how can we hear this again? At the end of this show, we are going to build what we do here is our podcast. It's called our Showcast. It's very easy to get, and there's a lot of you wanting to pass this on in love to friends, or you need to hear it again because you find yourself stuck. Text the word show to our number here. Get subscribed to our podcast. It's free. There's no cost. We're not, it's just, we're here to help, okay? We're here to help. So just text the word show to 312-274-9624. Text the word show to 312 274-9624. Show just that one word to 312-274-9624. Allie asked me to give a couple of practical things, and I was praying here in the spirit. How how do I respond? Because Kenzie has just shared an amazing story of her deliverance from demonic activity in her life. There's no other way to put it. Demons manifested. If you haven't heard the whole thing, we're going we're gonna to tackle this again in the 8 o'clock hour. She was dabbling oh so subtly in this stuff. And there were two key things that God did to free her. Very practical. Number one, get to the local body of Christ and ask for prayer. Come on. Right, Ken's?
4: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah,
1: you have to do it. Mm-hmm. He got, and and God, you say, I, I don't, I've never done that before. God will give you the strength, but this is one of those things you need to do. It is healthy for you. You might need to separate yourself from some quote friends in your life today. Today, it might need to be over for some friends. You cannot walk free in Christ Jesus and dabble with friends who are dabbling in the darkness. Am I right, Kins?
4: Absolutely. Absolutely. Paramount. Paramount.
1: Third thing I want to give you is you got to get saturated in the word of God. You've got to. This is not a should is in a spiritual legalism. This is in a This is this is the This is the life jacket. In the sea of darkness, this will give you buoyancy when Satan's trying to drown you. The Bible is buoyancy. This will keep you alive and bring you to a beach where you can thrive. Straight up. You say, where do I go in the Bible? I would encourage you to go to Ephesians chapter 6. It's the most comprehensive look in the New Testament. It's spiritual war. Ephesians chapter 6. And just camp out there, read it, get a commentary, but more than anything else, just read the word back to God.
2: What role does repentance or renouncing play in in kind of the process out?
1: Enormous, right, Kens?
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Speaking I, in the name of Jesus, not yes. in the name of Kins.
4: Yes, in the name of Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. I went and I uh, get prayer from my pastor and even to mark this one year of returning to the Lord. I'm getting prayer with my pastor. It's, it's important.
1: And you've got a one-year anniversary coming up yes. Sunday yes. that you were baptized.
4: Yeah, I got baptized a couple weeks after I had pivoted my life. And so this'll, yeah, this Sunday is October 1st. Praise God.
1: By the way, I just got word she's giving me the thumbs up we're gonna have Ken's at 180 Chicago because I'm preaching through the last portion of the book of Acts, and there's a spiritual warfare element in the story that's huge. And 180 doesn't even know what's hit him yet, but she's gonna be at 180 Chicago this weekend. Kenzie, it's gonna be great to have you there. This is very important though. Let me give this because here is the issue. You cannot go find this fellowship and receive what you need to receive from it. You can't open the word and it's not a magic potion yet again, that's going to set you free. It's the blood of Jesus. that sets us free. You need to become a child of God. Let me read this to you. And then I'm going to give you an opportunity to step into the light today. Like you've never had before in your life. Listen to this Ephesians chapter two, he's speaking to the church who is alive. So imagine God forecasting for you what could be. Look at this. Listen close. You were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked. Following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived And raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. That can be you. For by grace you can be saved through faith. And this is not of your own doing. It's the gift of God. Not a result of works. So that no one can boast.
0: Giving hope
1: directly from the source. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. Kenzie, right now for all these that are coming in with text messages and even those of you that don't, come on, let's get honest before God right now. Let's just lift it up and let's pray. Yeah,
4: Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you today and we praise your mighty name and your goodness and revelation, Lord. I lift up right now in prayer for peace over all of these people that are named and unnamed. And God, I, I pray for your peace to overwhelm them in such a way that, that you gave me such peace, Lord. I pray for clarity of mind. I pray against the evil one. And I pray against all confusion yes. in the name of Jesus. I pray that lies are silenced. Yes. Lord, I, I pray over all of these hearts. God, we cry out to you and you are a loving father. You will never leave us nor forsake us. Wow, I don't know where that scripture came from. God, thank you so much. It is true. You will never leave us nor forsake us. Father, give peace right now over these children. And Lord, I I specifically pray also for scripture, for, for for these hearts. God, as you gave me scripture, my scripture, Psalm 119, 105 that you gave me, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Lord, you gave me that verse that I could hang on to and cling to as you led me from darkness into light and has now been over a year. God, thank you so much. I pray for your redeeming grace and for your love to pour out over all of these hearts. Yeah. In your precious name, in Jesus' name.
1: Amen. 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 Ken, you're an inspiration. So fired up, guys. I've, I've asked her to spur of the moment here because I'm preaching through the book of Acts. And there's this little event in Malta where Paul does some demonic deliverance work. Okay. And I thought, wow, what a beautiful thing to have Ken's come and share her testimony at 180. So I can't wait to have you, sister. Mm-hmm. And you've heard her testimony and you might want to hear it again. This is an important time to get our showcast. My goodness, they have poured out today. Some of you want to pass this testimony on. We'll put it we'll put Ken's story right at the front end of the showcast. It's our podcast. It's really easy to get. This is how you do it.
2: Just text the word show to 312-274-9624. Just text the word show to 312-274-9624.
1: Wow, Ken's is God good or what? God is so good. Man. <laughs> and this girl, I'm telling you, here's the evidence of it. The joy of the Lord is all, all over, over her hands. <laughs> it's
2: awesome. All over
1: her life. Text word show to 312-274-9624. Just it's time now to start going on the offensive here, guys. Mm-hmm. We are called in scripture to take what is in the dark and expose it, bring it into the light. Sometimes it's graphic, but it's important. We're playing for keeps, guys. This is not some sanitized religion. We're playing for keeps, and we're always going to share the truth here. Text word show to 312-274-9624. Whether it's number one or 100, take that step with Jesus
0: today. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings.
1: There is not a greater battlefield on this planet today than for the marriage of a husband and wife. Oh my goodness, it's like all the forces of evil encroach upon intimacy, Allie. We all experience this.
2: Totally, and the challenges and the busyness of life and trying to find time to be together. How about a date night? When's the last time you and your spouse went out on a date? And took
1: Dr. Gary Chapman with you. (laughs)
2: We have Dr. Gary Chapman with us right now. Just looking at a stat. According to the National Marriage Project, couples that have a weekly date night are three and a half times more likely to report being very happy than those who do not. Dr. Gary Chapman, date nights are pretty important, aren't they?
3: (laughs) I think date nights are very important. You know, my wife and I take a date night every week and have, and we've been married 62 years, so that's a pretty good sign. It's a good deal. <laughs>
1: let me let me ask you a question, because uh, my bride and I have been coached up recently by a dynamite couple, Gary and Barbara Osberg, and we've just benefited greatly from having what we call now chair time, where we have some time to look at one another and share sometimes some pretty deep stuff Do you encourage date nights to have that component, or is there more of a need to just get out and have some fun? And can you blend the two together, Gary? What do you say?
3: Yeah, I think both of those are important, and I think there are times just to have fun together on a date night. There also, also are times in which we really need to share our hearts with each other and ask each other questions. Where are we? You know, how could we improve our relationship? What's going on in your mind? You know, what are you thinking and feeling in these days? And there's a time for both of those. I call those times sit down and listen time. Yeah. Just like you have a sit down and listen time with God every day. Yes. You know, we need to sit down and listen times with our spouse as well.
2: Dr. Gary Chapman, well-known marriage counselor, speaker, pastor, author of New York Times bestseller, The Five Love Languages. He's been at this a while. Uh, We're featuring an event that's coming up right here on the Moody Bible Institute campus, The Five Love Languages Date Night event. Uh, You combine five love languages and a date night for married couples. That's a pretty power-packed combo.
3: Well, it is, and I deal not only with the love languages, though we certainly deal with that. You can't imagine my speaking without talking about love languages. (laughs) But I believe there's two essentials to long-term healthy relationships, and I'm going to deal with both of them that night. One, obviously, is keeping love alive by speaking each other's love language on a regular basis. But the second thing, we have two sessions with a little break between, second session is how to deal effectively with our failures. Now, the reason I say that is essential is that none of us are perfect. You know, there was a guy who raised his hand when the speaker said, is there anyone who knows of a perfect husband? He shot his hand right up. He said, my wife's first husband.
2: <laughs> oh, <laughs> There's a lot there. <laughs> so
3: my observation is if there are any perfect husbands, they are deceased. Most of them got perfect after they died. None of (laughs) us are perfect, and you don't have to be perfect to have a good marriage. But we do have to deal with our failures, and that's where it involves apologizing and forgiving. And in that session, we talk about how to effectively apologize. Because not only do we have a different love language many times, but we also have a different apology language. So it's going to be an exciting evening, a very helpful evening. If couples can get these two things down, they're going to be on the road to growth in their marriage.
1: Guys, I got to tell you this, Boom Crew, I need you to listen to my heart here for a moment. A lot of you find yourselves in maybe the most dangerous place going. We often think about people splitting the sheets. Yeah. That's horrific. But maybe second, in a close second, Gary, is the glorified roommate status. We walked down the aisle. We were so filled with joy and expectation. And now we just share a checkbook or bank accounts, occasional sex, and a couple of kids. What causes that love to disappear when we had such high expectations, Gary?
3: I think sometimes first of all it's because we anticipated that those euphoric feelings that we call falling in love were just going to last forever because in those in that stage you don't have to work at it it's just there and I I yeah. thought when I went into marriage I was always told if you got the real thing it's going to last forever Nobody told me the truth (laughs) The truth is we all come down off the high and the average lifespan is two years. We come down off the high. And that's when if you don't speak each other's love language on a regular basis, you will not have those positive feelings. But if you do speak their language, then you keep the emotional tank full. And consequently, I think realizing that and then learning how to do that, it's extremely important in having a good marriage.
2: We wanna invite you, if you wanna hear more of this, Dr. Gary Chapman is gonna be hosting the Five Love Languages Date Night event, Thursday, October 26th, 5.30 to 7.30, right here on the campus of Moody Bible Institute. If you wanna get registered, get signed up. For you and your spouse, just text the word DATE to 312-274-9624. All the details for this Five Love Languages Date Night event by texting the word DATE, 312-274-9624.
1: Yeah. This is is a real treat, guys. This is a real treat to be able to have Dr. Gary Chapman live coaching you through some difficult situations in a way that gives you real hope and vitality for the future. Make an investment here. Let's fill the house. Boom Crew, you know what to do. Text the word DATE to 312-274-9624 your spiritual pit stop to keep you going in the race. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. Uh, We often think of demonization as in the films that are being featured right now for this season of Halloween that we're coming into. And it's almost the glorification of demons, which is an irony to me because the big screen can seem to glorify Satan, but it diminishes the Prince of Peace. Mm -hmm. You don't hear anything about the Lamb of God really in the uh, kind of status quo media out there but my goodness god is on the move and there's a lot of questions in the in the minds of believers in christ those that have been born again what influence Can demons have over us? Boy, have we got a guest right now.
2: Might be a familiar name for some of you. It's Dr. Fred Dickison. He served on the faculty of Moody Bible Institute for 34 years. Uh, He was a professor and chairman of the theology department. He's got many, many, much audio in our audio archives, which we're going to give you a link to. And he and his counseling practices counseled over 650 people with demonic problems over his 45 years.
1: So first question, Dr. Dickison What's the secret for saying, staying spry at 96 years young?
0: <laughs> well, it's uh, knowing the Lord and walking moderately, and, uh, <laughs> depending upon the spirit of God and on his life.
1: Yeah, that's wonderful. Well, let's break into this. I'm so glad you're with us here. I'm, it's such a treat. I've read at least, a, I've got a couple of your books in my library, and you break it down so eloquently. But let's begin with, what is going on? with the address to the Ephesian church about not letting the sun going down on your anger and giving Satan a stronghold or a foothold or a toehold. How how does that fit? How can a redeemed person by the blood of Jesus Christ give Satan a foothold
0: in their life? Well, it's obvious that uh, the Apostle Paul thought that was possible. Yes. We actually uh, participate in the... Uh, Enemies of mindset and his activities when we uh, have grudges, when we have no um, compassion upon people, and uh, we try to be the judge. Forgiveness is God's part, and uh, we should also be forgiving him.
2: So what actions specifically would open up a Christian to demonization? I think that's the thing that most people would want to know. Where would I be susceptible? You mentioned grudges. You mentioned not having compassion toward others. Uh, What else might make a Christian vulnerable?
0: Well, I use the acronym APT. The most frequent reason people have problem with the enemy is ancestral. God says in the second commandment, I visit the iniquity of idol worshipers upon the third and fourth generation. And uh, so it scrolls on down if there's uh, any uh, idolatry, immorality that goes along with that. Uh, In the ancestral family, that the enemy thinks he can can stay in the family and uh, control as much as he can. That's the first one. Uh, More than 95% of the people that I've talked to in the last 54 years have ancestral problems. Things that uh, are false religion, false lifestyle. And uh, then the second one it would be personal involvement in things occult or demonic, getting your fortune told, playing with the Ouija board. Uh, basically, having your your fortune told uh, is uh, is something that can be done several ways. But um, contacting spirits or using a medium, or we call that uh, necromancy, trying to get in contact with At the dead. dead yeah, uh,
1: you said apt. What is that third one, doctor?
0: Transfer. When a person is treated in a suspicious or hurtful way, if the person who treats them is demonized, there may be a transfer of demons from the demonized person to the person who's being treated or hurt. For instance, in rape or in some sort of physical affliction, beating, torture, there can be a transfer.
1: I think when people hear this, our guest right now is Dr. Fred Dickerson, professor and chairman of theology department here until his retirement at Moody in in 1995 has spoken extensively on the topic of angelology and demonology. And he's with us here today. I think a lot of people hear what you just said and the instant reaction is, Oh my goodness. Well, what in the world can we do? Especially we live in such a post-Christian world Most young people and most of us can look back and trace ancestral problems, big problems, to our family. What's a Christian to do when they look back and they see those kind of things in their family line?
0: The first thing I would suggest is to renounce, confess, and renounce the ancestral background. Not the ancestors, because we can love them, but their practices we could hate. The Bible says, You who love the Lord. Hate evil. <laughs> Sometimes I ask my friends, "How's your hate life?" Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the idea is to uh, confess that and to renounce it and to take your stand against any ancestral curse or spell or what we call familiar or family spirits, and ask the Lord to relieve you and your children of uh, the curse that's involved there. That's the first thing to do.
2: We've got much, much more with our special guest, Dr. Fred Dickinson, uh, giving us some time this morning. Coming up, let's talk about some of the things. We give human diagnosis to afflictions, things that are going on in our life. How much of that should actually be attributed to demonic influence? We'll talk about that coming up.
0: Giving hope directly from the source. We're Carl and Crew Mornings.
1: Our guest right now, Dr. Fred Dickinson, served on faculty here at Moody Bible Institute for 34 years until he retired not too many years ago, 1995. He's 96 years young and sharp as a tack, and it's a joy to have him here. He's an expert and has lectured extensively on angelology and demonology. And he's seen 650 persons with demonic problems over 46 years, set free by the power of God. Ali, let's pick it up.
2: Yeah, Dr. Dickinson, are we too slow to consider the impact of demonic influence when we consider some of the afflictions and things that seem to come at us, come at our families?
0: Well, in our Western society, we're used to God being up there and we're down here and there's nothing in between. So we don't give too much credence to the idea that uh, there's a spirit world that affects us, but it's going on all the time. Both good angels are there and evil angels, so that we have to um, take that into account in a biblical worldview.
1: To people that are listening right now, some might say, "Well, what in the world can I do about this?" Because they, I, I think, fear can grip people quite candidly doctor i think i people can be gripped by fear so i want to move toward the only offensive weapon of war that i see in scripture and that's ephesians 6 says the sword of the spirit how do you wield the sword of the spirit against forces
0: of evil well just like the lord jesus did you know the enemy came to him with uh turn these stones into bread jesus used the scripture man shall not live by bread alone but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So we use the appropriate scripture. The word there, the word of God, is not logos, which means the whole message, but rema, which means the sayings. Yes. So the specific sayings, the ones that are appropriate to your particular situation are the ones that you should use. So you must know the Bible and must be able to wield it against the enemy. Basically, we uh, encourage ourselves by the Word of God, and we tell the enemy that he has no part in this. We stand in the authority of Jesus Christ. By the way, uh, the book of Ephesians and Colossians, the books of Ephesians and Colossians were written to people who were deathly afraid of the spirit world. And their magic books were worth 50,000 drachma, or 137 a man-year wages, when they burned them, Ephesians uh, Depended upon those books for knowing the name of, of a spirit who is more powerful than Zoe Yilsa's. So they were living in fear. And that's why the book of Ephesians and Colossians was written to tell us that in Christ, we are far above uh, those wicked spirits. We are raised and seated with him in any places far above the enemy. So we need to understand our position in Christ, our authority in Christ and confront the enemy. And we do not pray only But we also confront by the authority of Christ, as did the apostles and uh, some of the others in the New Testament. We do not have the miraculous abilities, but we do have the authority of Christ.
2: Dr. Dickinson, you've counseled more than 650 people over many, many years who had demonic problems. How would one know that they have a demonic problem? Do they come to you and they are aware that there's an issue? Does someone else suggest it? How do you know?
0: Well, both of those. Uh, most, most people come because they have um, problems with depression or voices in their head or fear that's just uh, overwhelming. Uh, you know, in the uh, secular realm, the psychiatrist or uh, psychologist would uh, classify a person as either paranoid schizophrenia, uh, uh, paranoid uh, schizophrenia, or uh, perhaps bipolar uh, or obsessive compulsive behavior. And uh, that's what it looks like, because the symptoms overlap and they may treat that with medicine and medicine, by the way, can help. It can um, be sort of a um, bridge over the problem to better health. But uh, oftentimes depression and fear and suicidal tendencies are caused by unclean spirits.
1: Can you give us a story, doctor, of where you've seen people set free from depression that was attached to a demonic influence?
0: of Christian organizations, and uh, she was constantly plagued by strange appearances and feelings of oppression and depression. She shared that her mother was um, a member of the Eastern SAR, a Masonic Lodge organization for women, and her mother soon became involved with witchcraft and from there into Satanism. The mother was to sacrifice this this woman, but it turned out a younger daughter was sacrificed instead. So the mother held this against the woman. My wife and I were counseling her with the help of her husband, and the Satanist mother kept sending them things, objects of control, some of which were for their bed, and this was designed to interfere with their their marital relationship. But this Christian woman wrestled with her depression rather constantly. One day, when driving over a bridge to work, she had this thought injected into her mind. Just drive off the bridge at the top and end all this depression. By faith, she stood against that thought and drove over the bridge safely to work after counseling for several years. All the ancestral demons and those transferred to her in satanic rituals were finally removed. The authority and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ had freed her. She is now serving in a Bible teaching ministry in the movie industry in California and acting as a spiritual mother to a mixed group of adults. God did an amazing transformation in her life.
1: I would love that. Dr. Fred Dickison is our guest right now. We're going to have a link and we're going to go a little bit longer here, guys. I want to speak, have you have an opportunity to speak to the many thousands of people listening right now who do have some degree of demonic harassment. We're all attacked by Satan. So at some level, what you're going to share relates to all of us. How do we quit playing defense? and live kind of in the old rope-a-dope boxing metaphor, up against the rings, just kind of guarding the punches. How do we get on the offense today and take our authority in Christ? Give us some practical steps for everyone to take who's listening right now.
0: First of all, we have to recognize that there is a spiritual warfare that's going on. The book of Ephesians and Colossians makes it quite clear other places in the New Testament, too. Uh, there are four cases of demonization in, in the book of Acts when they uh, confronted them head on. And our job basically is to assume our position in Christ. You know, since we were baptized into Christ by the Spirit the moment we trusted Christ, we we're baptized into his death, resurrection, and ascension. Ephesians tells us that. And we we're far above the enemy. We need to stand in our authority and recognize that the enemy is limited. The demons believe and tremble. We can believe and trust. So we need to take our position in Christ and uh, really um, approach the thing with uh, confidence. Ever since the second occasion I uh, uh, had with a demonized person, I've never been afraid they threaten me, they made faces at me, they take out their tongue at me, <laughs> that type of thing. So I don't give any credence to that whatsoever. I just say, that's all bluff. You can do nothing except the Lord Jesus allows you. Now you obey. I have the authority of Jesus Christ, and I come to you in his name, and you must obey. So we confront the wicked spirits. That may be a little strange to the Western mind and to many Christian minds, but concerning wicked spirits is not at all strange to the New Testament. You're right. That's quite common. So we need to understand, and it's not the case for only apostles and prophets, but also for every Christian who is raised and seated with Christ. And so we can confront the enemy in the authority of Christ. And if anyone is suffering from fear, depression, oppression, Voices in the head. They need to uh, turn to the Lord and ask for help, and then confront the wicked spirits. Tell them they're not wanted. They have to go where Jesus sends them.
1: Uh, the value of the word. I want to come back to this again. My bride and I have had not nearly what you've had, but we've had probably over the years a dozen counter- encounters with people that were demonized at some level. One young lady was had been ritualistically abused in her childhood for satanic worship purposes. And she got great victory, doctor, by having uh, little cards that she carried with her of the truth of her identity in Christ and the renunciation of satanic forces. This girl is walking in abundance like few Christians are today. Um, Is that a practical thing to do, to be armed with the sword of the spirit and to speak out to these forces of darkness?
0: Exactly. Uh, We need to take our stand. We need to be forceful exercise the authority that Christ has donated to us. He has absolute authority. We have donated authority. He said all authority is given to me in heaven and earth. Make disciples. So that's what we do.
2: It's Dr. Fred Dickerson, our guest today. I know much, much more. We want to. <laughs> we don't have any more time, but boy, if you want more on this, he's written extensively. He also has some audio uh, in our archives. We want to make both available to you. Just text the word "Fred" to three one two two seven four nine six two four. Text "Fred" to three one two two seven four nine six two four. You'll get the link to both his uh, his books, also our Moody Audio Archives.